You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com The next game we had was against LSU. Uh, This one was another one of those. All right, we we got our mojo back a little bit. We're we're feeling pretty good going down to LSU. Um, It's been a Obviously, a very long time, 20 years, went down in Baton Rouge. But this felt like a pretty decent season to go down there and do it. Um, but, I mean, we really duked this thing out. Like, we, I felt yep. like for every blow LSU had, we had one. Um, and then almost just think about this. I mean, we talked about it in plenty of other podcasts. But holding this LSU team to only 23 points is just yeah, they were natural. It's like insane feat. Upwards of 50 every game before this and after yep like 50 plus yep was their first few games so you know the auburn defense really showed their might in this game and offense tried man yeah Heck, if we kicked a field goal going into half potentially going into overtime and potentially a different yeah and this one just to put in perspective i mean lsu was putting up 35 points from every and gus and kevin still probably got together and said how are we going to stop this team and Kevin still decided, let's change up our formation completely. And it worked incredibly. We said, LSU likes to pass. We're going to have seven guys in pass protection pretty much the whole game with bringing different kind of blitzes, keep it interesting so that Joe Burrow doesn't know what to expect. Um, and this one, it seemed like there there were very good things that Auburn did in an away game situation, kind of simplified the game down a little bit for for Bo, but there were definitely still moments where I think we had some offensive uh, line where the offensive line just wasn't on the same page. Uh, we jumped a few times, and I was just thinking, all right, we got to really practice, especially in a very hostile situation. Um, so plenty of times that I felt like if we hadn't had those, could have just sustained some drives. Um, one thing that I really did like from this game was that we had um, – a lot of slants, and I was thinking, "All right, this is awesome." We we give Bo the easy passes, and he was able to make them a lot of times. Uh, even though his passing percentage this game wasn't fantastic, um, it was about forty three percent. It wasn't the best, but against an LSU secondary, which is one of the best secondaries in all of college football, I felt like it was an okay game for him. Like, definitely could have had a lot better um, stats for him, but. You know, you take what you can. Um, you only had one interception the whole game. Um, so it could have been a lot better, but that that's all right. Uh, is there anything else from this LSU game that's going to stick out to you for when you think back on this one? Holding, man. Man. Holding on every single play. And the ref being like, nah, you guys are too good to have holding <laughs> called. And, you know, because you, you look at the first quarter and – 
we are taking Joe Burrow down. Mm-hmm. He has no idea what's going on. He's running like a chicken with his head cut off. The offensive line is just getting beat left and right. Then they start holding us. Nothing gets called. Guys are in headlocks getting dragged to the ground. Yeah. Every single play, and nothing gets called. And that happens for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, this one, there were so many screenshots showing holding on our defensive linemen. I had seven of them. Just in one game. I had so many. I had so many, I put it into like a... What the picture thing where you have just a bunch of pictures in a picture? Oh, yeah, pick collage. Yeah, and I couldn't even fit them all because there were so <laughs> many, and I, they were just—it was so stupid. Yep. Like Big Cat Brant was laying on the ground all the time. Derek Brown getting held. Marlon Davidson. Every single guy. Ugh. That was my biggest thing from this game. Was you know the SEC wanted that one v two matchup. Oh yeah. For LSU versus Alabama after the bye week that both teams would have Mm -hmm. two weeks later and after we had lost to florida it didn't matter what we did there was no way we were going to beat lsu ten full hat (laughs) hey hey it look when it comes down to the fact that this game has and they're not being enforced yeah because there is a bias from the referees man i gotta wear the dang ten full hat man that's the only (laughs) thing like this was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous yeah, this one I remember just being so frustrated with that exact that exact thing because I was thinking if if they start calling those holding calls, then we're gonna get to the quarterback because those offensive linemen aren't gonna be able to do what they were doing. But yet they just gave Joe Burrow just enough time, just enough time to get it off. Uh, you know what? That's all right. All the time in the world. Yeah. When the entire D line is on the ground because they got you know chokehold or pulled to the ground. Yeah. Holding on every call. Yeah. He had all the time in the world to pick us apart. Yeah. Still didn't. Yep. Because secondary was stepping up, but man, it just sucked. Yeah, it really did. And uh, this one, I mean, I really had a, had good hopes. It was that we were able to win this one um, because, man, if we had won this one, we would have been 7-1, and one, just beating the number two team in the nation. But that's that's one of those games where – I, I knew the team wasn't still there. This team was still there. They haven't given up um, and thinking, you know what? We can still potentially at this point, if we went out the rest of the season, while it's a very hard thing, we can still probably put our name in uh, as probably one of the first teams to really contend as a second or two loss team. Um, but, you know, as, as cards played out, we obviously didn't do that, but, this was one of those, all right, I know our guys really, they're able to battle against a really good LSU team and thinking Alabama's got this really potent offense down the road. If we can stop LSU, all right, feel good about that. Uh, the Georgia game coming up, Jake Fromm, just pretty average, uh, good game manager kind of quarterback. I thought we could beat them as well as long as we are able to stop the run. Um, but after this uh, LSU game, it was uh, pretty much our home stretch. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, Georgia, Sanford, and then finished out with Bama. And all those games were at home. So I just had a you know a good feeling that we could either uh, that we could win a lot of these games. Um, I thought we could have beaten Ole Miss a little bit more. We only beat them twenty to fourteen, and then at the very end of the game, uh, even Ole Miss, if they had just put together that final drive, and yeah, they had a shot, they could have won. And that would have been probably more embarrassing, I'm going to say, than 
the 2018 season or yeah, 2018 season where <laughs> lost to Tennessee. We lost to Tennessee <laughs> at home. That would have been that epic of a loss. Yep. Um what are you what are you going to remember about this Ole Miss game just barely squeaking out a win against Ole Miss? I feel like the team was just, you know, worn out and a little drunk off of the competition from that LSU game, man. Yeah. It was such a down to the wire game and yeah, that's that's tough to bounce back from. Mm-hmm. Especially when, you know, from your side you're facing 17 guys on the other side of the ball and it's just difficult to, you know, come and want to even feel like you're going to be successful in an environment like that. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, coming home, we expected hopefully the home crowd would help out, but we just came out flat. The the offense itself had been struggling since the Florida game, and we just continued to struggle on that side of the ball. Defense did what they could, but apart from, you know, making pick sixes and scoring touchdowns, which we didn't do until really near the end of the game, there was nothing more they could do. Yeah. We just needed the offense to come together, and, you know, those beatdowns of, you know, Mississippi State been a long way behind us. Yeah, and this was also one of those games where I, I mean, I was predicting us to win by 20 or more points, and this is the kind of offense that we're going to get out of them. Yep. That was just frustrating. Because um, Ole Miss is garbage. They were such a bad team. This yeah. For them to, to be able to hold us to only 20 points, I felt like was a, I don't know, just why? Why why can't we do more? I mean, we had a ton of offense in this game, too. We moved the ball for like 500-something yards. Yep. Just couldn't put in the end zone. Yeah. Couldn't finish. Yeah, and this was also the game, if you remember, this was, let me make sure, but I'm pretty sure... Anders missed field goals this game. Yeah, yeah, he missed three field goals. And but there again, that's that's offensive fault for absolutely you know, making him come out. I mean, that's when the we should have just kept the drives going, but you got to put Anders out there. And uh, I mean, you got to think at that point, Anders was not. I don't know. Like we we really wanted Gus to put him in good situation. Yep. And I was thinking. This was definitely not a good situation. When when Correct. you you know that Anders just wasn't on this game, why not go for it on a fourth? Just see what you can do, uh, versus kick a field goal and probably miss it. Um, Forty yards away. Yeah, or more. Yep. Um, and that's the thing is like you know one the offense sputtered. Yeah. Multiple times. You know it's not even a red zone thing. It's just cross into our own or into the opponent's uh, side of the field and just die. Yeah. And it, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I, that kind of, again, that was another one of those down games. Even though we won it, it was definitely a down um, game that I was thinking, how are we going to do this against Georgia and Bama um, coming yep. up? Even though they're they're coming to our home in Jordan-Hare, that's not, not good. Um, and then very soon after that, um, I think it was maybe potentially even like right before this game, uh, Joey decided – that he was going to leave the team. And this was this was not like a 100% shock, but it was just kind of odd to me. It was, that it was he, odd timing for sure. Yeah, not finish out the season. I mean, I get it. There were probably some tensions between him and the coaching staff just not letting him play as much. But I don't know. Uh, you had some good shots at having a few plays. I mean, maybe that's not what you want, but you know, at least you're, you're there for your team. That... Maybe that's the negatives of the transfer portal situations like this, where Joey's like, all right, it's the day before Halloween, October 
tenth or October thirtieth. I I want to put my name in the transfer portal so that I have a really good shot at finding another school uh, that can that can really utilize my talents. Which I you know I don't blame him for. That. Well, in Joey's defense, Gus said he was going to be a prominent part of the offense. True, and we didn't see him play like at all. Yep. Since what the Mississippi State game was that uh, the one he had last scored? That might have been. Yeah. So yeah, because he had. Oh, I guess Kent State. Gosh, I'm going back now. Yeah. Not we did not see him enough. Mm-hmm. And in games like uh Florida mm-hmm. where Bo was struggling a lot, I think even just a possibility of putting Joey in there and shaking it up a little bit, yeah, would have been a good idea. Yeah. Didn't happen. Same thing against LSU. That was a tough fight, man. Mm-hmm. There could have been some good uses besides a one play here or there yeah. that's completely uh, just obvious of what we're going to do. Yeah. And, and, and it throws off it. your offensive rhythm. It's Ole always Miss tough. where we could not do anything. I mean, was that, was that the game right after he had left? Uh, yeah. The Ole Miss game was the first game. Uh, so he, he had left on the 30th. We had the game on November 2nd. So it was just a few, few days before where Joey didn't show up to practice or didn't dress out to practice or something. And yeah. then he said, mm, I'm leaving. I'm taking my talents elsewhere. And then we got quarters are back back, uh, back up. <laughs> and that's that's something Peter Green on the ETC network is he's the big believer in core 2020. Sad for you, Peter, but that's not happening unless Bo gets, goes, gets injured. Don't say that. No. <laughs> Knocking on the wood. Can you hear it? There you go. Good job. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, odd timing, but I, I can't blame him. Yeah. Because the offense we thought we were going to get was what I was hoping to be similar to Florida back when they had Tim Tebow and Chris Leak. Yeah. <laughs> we did not have that at all. Yeah. Because, you know, if if even Gus had looked back at tape from seeing how that was played, Chris Leak was the Bo Nix type and Joey Gatewood was the Tim Tebow type, we could have had that type of offense and it would have been incredible. Yeah. But it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. Um Something else I was thinking back on for this game. So because of this game, just our, our team really struggling. Um, and we start to see a lot of those themes of, while our defense is definitely a legit defense offense, and sometimes even questioning play calling, not able to consistently get down the field, uh, really started to come into question. And I remember that after this game, a lot of negativity from fans. Um, but there was also some uh, just players that were, feeling that and at least tweeted or said something about it and said this is we need the fans like for example kj brett tweeted out and said we need our fans on our side um starting to question what auburn fans are let's go get back on track and make jordan hare stadium great again Um, yeah because there were a lot of booze man and and i get and we've went on this rant before but i get the booze for the coaching staff but the players the players hear that they think you're booing. Them. Yeah, that's that's another rant for another day. Um, but yeah, this this one, while we had some good offense, it was I don't know ineffective at times um, to get down and get in the end zone. Um, so then we get into the very next game where we're playing UGA. Uh, Georgia uh-huh. is at this point where are they ranked number four in the nation, and we're thinking, all right, we're setting ourselves up for uh, probably knocking off. Georgia and Bama. If we yep. 
if we're able to beat Buffalo and get them out of the playoffs. Um, it, it, I was kind of hearkening back to the 2017 season um, where we knock off two number ones, Georgia and Bama. Both of those those games were electric, so much fun. Um, I felt like we had so many of those moments, especially in the Iron Fist Pass season. Um, unfortunately, this Georgia game was frustration, frustration, frustration. Uh, we weren't able to do anything it felt like for what three quarters was that right um yep we didn't even play really defense did yeah offense didn't do a dang thing we didn't play at all until fourth quarter of this game yeah and at that point it was almost desperation we needed something like we didn't even put up any points until the but the desperation was really running the two minute drill and it worked to perfection oh so well we were like oh look when we're not running ridiculous plays and we're just trying to utilize all of the talent we have on the field, yeah, good things happen. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and and I get it. Like we had discussed this, but you can't run the two minute offense all the time. But you know, change it up. Like get some of that in there uh, because that was obviously working. Knicks looked comfortable. Uh, the team looked comfortable, uh, and we were able to move the ball down the field. Uh, and I was thinking, even even to almost the very end of this, you really have a good shot at that. Um, because we put up two touchdowns very quickly at the fourth quarter um, yep. with 10 minutes to go and then another one about three minutes later. Um, and you're thinking, we have seven minutes left. We have seven minutes to stop Georgia, which we did, yep. and get the ball back. Had a great drive, great pass to Seth Williams, down to the 30, full-on catch, two feet inbound, call to catch on the field. But Birmingham, they had another. They did. And another one that that was definitely missed. Uh, plenty of other holdings. Uh, I think even Marlon Davidson uh, said something. Okay, here's his quote, because I, I thought it was fantastic. and kind of like summarized, especially this game. It felt like, I mean, obviously our offense was ineffective, but our defense was getting held so much. Marlon yep. said, uh, you have to beat the refs and the team. That's very hard to do, no matter what team you are. So he knew we were, and I think Ben, you had even called it out for this game, saying we have to beat Georgia, and we also have to beat the and beat Birmingham and beat Birmingham. <laughs> yep, and we in that fourth quarter we beat Georgia and we beat the refs, but we couldn't couldn't beat the replay where a play that looks very similar to a touchdown from Minnesota, which we'll get to. <laughs> And we are on a are on a roll, right? Georgia has no idea what's going on. Jake Fromm is shut down. Yep. Did not do a thing in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Our offense is finally back, kicking yep. on all cylinders, making plays, moving the ball down the field, and we get stifled by Birmingham because they can't let their precious Bulldogs have a come-from-behind loss on the road. Oh, no. Never, especially not, when they not when they are going to go to the SEC title game and maybe even go to the playoffs and being that fourth team. Yeah, and I mean at this point you had LSU, Bama, and Georgia all vying for that next. Um, yeah, and they were thinking eh, maybe money talks, man. They were like, hey, SEC gets more money if they're both in. <laughs> we all get bonuses. That was not a catch. Yeah, um, thought process right there. Yeah, giving it to you, real talk. Uh, let's talk about a couple of these things. So, uh, cause I think there were some key moments in this Georgia game that I was remembering back that I think could have changed the game. Um, I don't know if you remember this one, but Anders 
um, made a field goal. And I, I remembered that, or he could have made a field goal at the beginning. And I was thinking, if we had made that, we easily could have. That could have changed our mindset. Because at that point, we had a decent drive down the field, and Otters misses a 47-yarder. And at that point, that was pretty much our only offense in that first first half. Yep. Uh, so that could have changed. If we had made that field goal, I think that would have changed our mindset on offense. Um, and another thing, we also had that onside kick. That one, we got back. But apparently, what was it? They, I'm trying to remember. Was this the one where there was um, we touched it earlier um, or something? Illegal block. Oh, that's it right. It was an illegal block. Schwartz illegal for, block. That's right. Which I still think is ridiculous. But Me too. There was precedence for that at least. Yeah, and it, I'm glad that we... Unlike a catch that was made. <laughs> I still can't get over that, man. It's just I know. Screenshots from it. He <sighs> completed the catch, held it through, like... There was yeah ridiculous. I agree completely. This wasn't meant to be, man. Yeah, powers that be said no. Uh, and then this one, of course, because of the loss. All right, seats seats warming up for Gus. Um, uh, there's uh, the insane buyout of twenty seven million, um, for him right now, and thirteen point five million of that would be required at that moment that he would get uh that he would get fired, uh, if that happened. And I was thinking. I mean, the seat's warm for sure. There's a lot of fans. It's a lot hotter. But my thinking was, you know, let's get through the season. Let's see what he can do against Alabama. Uh, and boy, was that one a thrill to get to. And just, um, but in between there, we played Sanford, uh, put 52 points up on them. Uh, yeah, in the rain, in crazy rain. And we shut we shut out Sam. Even playing a lot of our scrubs, walk on. That's always fun. That's always fun yeah. to get those guys in. That oh man, it was so fun near the end of the season or in, end of the game when uh gosh, what was his name? Our like fourth string quarterback was it came Appleton? out and everyone cheered. Yeah, Will Appleton. Oh man, Did you know he's was... transferring now. Really? Yeah, he's a grad transfer. I think he's put it. He just put his name transfer portal. I haven't heard where. He... Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. he was a great player. Yeah. Like even the little bit that we saw, I I really wish he had gotten a touchdown. Yeah, he deserved it. Yeah, this one, you saw how good our defense was. I mean, it's against very subpar, um, very subpar team. Um, <laughs> we held Sanford to 114 yards total. Yep. Uh, but that was almost to be expected. Um, I felt like the players wanted to come out, hit them in the mouth, and just say, yeah, we're still Auburn. We're we're not going to go back again. What was it, like four or five years ago when we played Sanford? It was a lot closer of a game at half. I, yep. we didn't even allow anything like that we said no nope, we're just gonna do what we want to against and uh we had a pretty good balance uh rushing and uh passing attack against them and the coolest thing about this one you know i had been saying before when we had played another cream puff that uh cord sandberg would come in and score a passing touchdown yeah and in this one he got a passing and rushing touchdown it's pretty sweet oh yeah that's right and i that that was good. That was good to see it for him, uh, because we—I don't—I don't think we had at that point. Maybe we'd seen like one pass from him. Uh, yep. But besides that, I mean, we were just—I mean, you could see he's a very smart guy. Um, he may not always have the the best capabilities as far as talent goes, but he's gonna be a good coach one day, um, <laughs> and that's probably you know what. He can probably make a lot of money doing that, going down the road. 
Um, let's jump into the Iron Bowl. Uh, this one had a lot of um, excitement about it. I felt like the Sanford game, um, the talk about Gus getting fired was still there, but it wasn't as much. Um, and, and the players were 100% still behind Gus saying, we're, we want to come out and beat our our in-state rival Alabama. And uh, that's, that's what they said. And, and they knew they had to come blow for blow against Alabama. Um, even without Tua in this game, we still had to come out um, because how potent their offense is and how incredible their wide receivers. Um, yeah. We, we knew we, I mean, like I was kind of thinking coming into this game, it was, we had to keep them low scoring, but Nope, <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> um, we we you know as we know we squeaked out that win. Um, at the I mean like we we had such a good game against Alabama. We did. The offense came to play. Defense did what they needed to. Uh, two pick sixes was huge. Oh, so big. Man, playing against Waddle was rough. That guy's gonna be playing on Sundays for a long time. But you know Auburn did what they needed to in this game and. A little bit of trickeration here and there. Uh, a lot of good offensive production took home the victory. Yeah. And this was, uh, was it on your birthday this year? Or was it like right uh, around it? It was right around it. I'll it was on the 30th. Yeah, it was right after. Yeah. Day after. Um, so I was thinking, how cool would it be to, to get you an Iron Bowl victory? Um, <laughs> and then it was also on Bo Jackson. That's uh, right. And there was just a lot of, we can keep Alabama out of it. Um, we can be the chaos causers, even still, and keep Bama out of this. Because at this point, Alabama was number five. If they win this game, they're pretty much setting themselves up to uh, maybe go in, get into the playoffs. Um, yep. And I was thinking, I, I think our team, just with how, how much we want to be Bama, the desire there said, no, we're going to do this. I mean, I was talking it up at work. I uh, I work with an Alabama guy, like catty corner to me. Yeah. Every chance I got, I was messing with the man. <laughs> I even got a rise out of him, which is pretty good. He's good. He's one of the best Alabama fans that I've ever met. I'll yeah. give him that. He's great. But uh, I was I was poking at him the week prior, and he was like, "Dude, just shut up. You guys are trash." <laughs> and he was going like off on all these things, and uh, and that's what I wanted. Uh, a little bit of a rise out of him before the actual game, coming in wearing my beat Bama button. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, this one I I'm I'm glad we had that perfect game. Um it, even sometimes things just fell into our lap like that incredible 100-yard return pick six just kind of fell into the uh DB's lap. This is incredible. Like I've <laughs> talked to so many people that watched this game, didn't have any affiliation with the game. Loved the game because of just how nuts. Um yep. being being a fan of Auburn, this one, you you just you had the Clint Richardson gif, heart attack gif, a million times. I like, <laughs> and this one at the very end, it happened where we we pulled it out, we did everything we needed to, faked Alabama out, had them with twelve guys on the field, they had the doink, it just it just happened, and oh man, how perfect of a way to end this regular season, um, give. Give the I don't know the fan base some some hope there, um, yep. and it was also around the time 
where just a lot of bad stuff in him. We had had Rod Bramblett before the season uh, die in the car wreck. We had had uh, tornadoes. We had had all this murders and just things, negative stuff going around. And you could tell that the Auburn fan base just need, they needed um, to, I don't know, like they needed this. And this one felt good. It felt so it good. Yeah, uh, definitely something that, I was expecting, but I don't think a lot of the nation were. And, you know, you look back at the the game day predictions, and they all picked Alabama. Of course they did. Then I love the meme afterwards with the Michael Jordan face on all of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. The memes after this game were ah, top-notch. Oh, absolutely. So good. Uh, and just how mad Saban would get. Do you remember that? Like multiple yes. times, like the, yes, the I... field goal at the end of the half, um, where we were able to get that field goal off, make it. I mean, that was probably one of the biggest in the game. And then at the very end, where they had twelve guys on the field, I love Saban when he gets mad, and I love it even more when Gus is. And he he's been able to make Saban so mad so many times, more than any other head coach in college football. Yeah, um, it's a it's a good rivalry. It's yeah. a real rivalry, unlike Tennessee and Alabama. Or Georgia and Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah. Hey, best in college football, and it lived up to it this year as well. Yeah. State champs, baby. State champs. Only only bowl game this year that mattered. Yeah, or so we tell ourselves. <laughs> it's truth. Real talk. Um, anything else uh, about the regular season? Um, we ended the season 9-3. and three. Uh, We felt good about this. But, like, do you remember... I mean, we felt decent about it. I'm not going to say good. Like, I felt yep. decent about it. We obviously knew even one more win, we could have been in the playoff talks. But, like, the regular season, when you put that, what are you going to remember most about it? Man, not being able to perform against Florida was big. Uh, that set us up to take the soon-to-be national champion LSU Tigers down to the wire. Yep. Uh Almost pulled that one out, but well, we'll see if they're everything was against us. Because yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, look, Clemson's the real deal, right? And they're they're no joke. They beat the crap out of Alabama for the national title last year, forty four to sixteen. So, and I, I'll still give them props for that. That was one of the best games I've never seen Nick Saban so dejected mm-hmm. uh, in all of his college football years until that national championship. <laughs> so, look, Clemson has a fighting chance, right? Yeah. But LSU, they figured out their problems on defense, and that offense is just, they've looked like nothing else since we yeah. played them. So, and we kept that offense to 23 points and could have beat them. Yeah. So those two games are things that, you know, I'll take away. And, and I, I hate to focus on the bad here, but I feel like the losses were so close, right? Yep. You know, the, the Florida game where we were just... A, a, really a touchdown, a play here or there that goes our way. Uh, Derek Brown not tripping over his shadow. <laughs> Just something in that game that could have completely changed the outcome of this whole season. But look, at the end of you know 2019, looking back on that, the biggest thing by far was the Iron Bowl victory. Yeah, and that that makes it all better. That right? that that forgives all transgressions prior. Yeah, but that still. I mean, at least in my eyes, still kind of leaves some questions. What are we going to do in offense in 2020, the next season? Oh, there won't be any change. <laughs> I hope there are. Hey, but... we're number three offense in the SEC. I'd say that's pretty good. 
I mean, it's pretty good, but... I'm just quoting Gus right there, buddy. That's not how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, man. I I hope we're able to, with Chad Morse, kind of bring a little bit of something different. Um, And we'll see. We'll see the next year. uh, If, and I know it's kind of been hinted at Chad Morse taking over play calling, and it could be the case, especially since... you really think? I mean... I don't think Gus... I'm skeptical. Look, they're friends and everything, but I just... I don't know, man. Gus, he's... He's a play caller first yep. and a head coach second. And as and look, the biggest thing that you can see that is when he gets into the press conferences, he especially after a loss, he's just mad, you know? Yep. And it's just it's just rough, man. Mm-hmm. He gets torn apart for things, you know. Neither here nor there. Maybe some of it's, you know, deserved. Some of it is not. Some of the beat writers uh ask stupid questions that, you know, you get a stupid answer. Yeah. But all in all, like I don't, I don't know if Gus will relinquish any play calling. I would, I'd be open to seeing it. I just don't, I don't think it will. Yeah, it very much it could be like a. I mean, I you got you got to think Chad Morris is going definitely be that good. Uh, I don't know, like check for Gus Malzahn that yeah, hopefully keep him in line with what he needs to do. Uh, because that's that's got to be something on his mind is what 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 were the issues and a lot of times it was just very predictable. Uh, we're gonna do this. I mean, even from a fan perspective, you can kind of see the writing on the wall. This is what we're gonna do. Um, and, yeah, armchair quarterbacks could could read everything. So yeah, it's a uh, it's not a complicated offense when it gets down to the nuts and bolts. Yeah, of Gus's play calling. Yeah, and he didn't throw in a lot of trick plays that I really expected. He did a I handful, but a, it it wasn't as many. Yeah, it it. It wasn't as gimmicky as, you know, years previous. Mm-hmm. And I think in some situations that might have helped us. Potentially. I mean, I thought he had a bag of tricks. I guess he just never opened it. I don't know. At yeah. Iron Bowl, we saw some stuff. Yep. But defense came a lot. Yeah. Without their scores, it would have been a different outcome. Yep. Uh, let's discuss very briefly the Outback Bowl and then uh, discuss a couple more topics at the end. Uh, so we got uh, the Outback Bowl. We got uh, we played... Minnesota. <laughs> can can I set this one up? <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, so uh the Auburn Tigers who are state champions, uh the best team in the state of Alabama once again. For sure. Are snubbed for a New Year's Six bowl <laughs> and have to play a team that is coming off of their best season in over 100 years. Yep. We see this as a down game. The other team sees it as their national championship. UCF. So, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, set it up. Now you take it away. (laughs) Yep. No, that's a good way of setting it up. Because it it felt like that. Uh, While it was good to see a lot of the seniors say, uh, or even the juniors say, we're going to play, even if we might go to the the NFL next season. Mm -hmm. They decided we're going to play in this bowl game. We're going to finish out the season. Um, with our team, you gotta respect that. Um, even oh, if absolutely, even if you know Marlon and Derek gonna be top picks, they're they're guys that want to play for them um, and love this team. Um, and I'm very thankful for how much they put into this. Uh, the past uh, time that they've had here at Auburn, and uh, you can see how much of an impact they made. So it was good to see our guys come out. But like you said, it. While they still, I feel like the the team came out. It was Minnesota came out just that much more because it meant meant that much. Uh, yeah, and it was a game of momentum. 
because, you know, you think about the first few minutes of the game, and we had all the momentum mm-hmm. kicking on all sides of the ball. The offense was, you know, first drive, uh, defense holds their team. We get an interception. Yep. Offense has to come in, just put a couple plays together. Oh, yeah. Uh, end up kicking a field goal, then a, a return for another touchdown. And, man, momentum is all on us. You know, that muffed muffed punt is uh, kind of where we let Minnesota back into it. And, look, like I said up front, man, it was it was just more important to them. And they had a good game plan. They controlled the clock. Yep. And controlled and, the line. And controlled the line on both sides of the ball. Yeah. You know, you put six guys in, you double team Marlon and Derek, and it's it's a different game. Yeah, absolutely. And we couldn't get our run game going, which not at all. It <laughs> was probably Minnesota's plan: shut down the yep. run game, beat Auburn. Other teams have done it before. Um, and at that point, I was thinking, let's change our uh, play calling a little bit. Let's see if we can pass the ball. Um, and at times, you saw even like three back to back to back plays. Uh, where we threw it to Schwartz. He to get us. He got us first down. He got us positive yards. And I was thinking, keep doing this. Let's let's run the the two minute offense, passing the ball mostly. I'm okay with that. Um, and we just didn't do enough. Um, even at the very end, I was thinking, you know, we we could win this thing if our defense is gonna make us stop. And uh, I think our team, our defense at the end was just so worn of being on the field so much because yep. I think they had almost like 38 minutes of uh, time yep, possession. Two thirds of the game. So when you got that much time on the field for a defense, it was inevitable that the Especially defense the was going to work playing. Yeah. Like Minnesota has some big boys, like even really big. We had said their biggest boy wasn't on the field, but that didn't matter. Yeah. Cause the backup boys were big too. They were all huge. Oh, and like just the, the offensive line play, the controlling of that. And then like what you were saying, no mix up in our play calling. Really, the the one drive we had in the second half was because Bo was able to actually get out and start running some, yeah, which we didn't really see much of the game, and he made plays happen instead of actually like following the plays that were called, yeah. And you know, hopefully Gus will look back on this and be like, you know what, maybe my play calling is not the best. Maybe that will open up some, you know, Chad Morris intervention there. Gosh, I I would I'd be interested to see it happen. Yeah, and in this off season, I. I wonder if they'll officially ever say that or if it'll be really close to like game time decision who's going to who's who's going to be the play caller. I hope it's if they do decide to make it Chad Morris, make it plenty of time uh so Chad Morris can get in that mindset. So well, he can he can be that offensive minded guy that um can take over this offense. Um still have Gus's obviously he's not going to relinquish everything, but yeah, the play the calling thing. part is how do you balance your game plan, your play calling with Gus Malzahn's interference? Because even when Gus wasn't the play caller, he was still calling plays, right? Well, it, it just was probably wasn't just every from single like, one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the difference between do you run Gus's playbook and just call from it, or do you have mostly Gus's playbook with Chad Morris's influence? So you got like a hybrid <laughs> there, or do yeah. you have... Is it full Chad Moore? So you got like the the spectrum there. All Gus's plays, or do you have Chad Moore's or something in the middle? I mean, you got to think it's probably more the middle or all Gus's plays. I don't, I, I don't think you'd throw in and be like, here, this is all Chad Morris's plays. Go have fun. You're not going to do that, especially in a season where uh, Gus's seat is going to be real hot, especially with a 
probably an easier season, or at least it looks like it right now. Uh, and just so much talent too. Yeah. Like when it comes to us looking at everyone else, we're still stacked. Yeah. You know, when we, there's... we lose some guys on defense, but the offense is all still there. Offensive yeah. line should be better with new guys. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And then Can't you look around. Me worse. <laughs> it's a Beatles reference. Yeah. And then for, I was just looking around the SEC. Uh, as far as quarterbacks go, Nix is looking more like a senior uh, type quarterback, uh, at least compared to the, to other SEC quarterbacks, because Alabama, who knows who's going to be the quarterback. Maybe it's uh, <laughs> Mac Jones. Maybe it's Tua Jr. I may get Tua Alabama Jr. fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh then you got mississippi state it sounds like they're, they're probably gonna go with schrader uh and then mississippi uh old miss they may or may not stick with plumley i don't know and then you got texas a&m uh with mond or is he graduating do you know gosh i don't know um, i hope he does. it doesn't matter either way they don't have any really uh they've become a bottom feeder which is weird right yeah which they've is become a bottom feeder weird the... for a team like texas a&m with such talent yeah. To be a bottom, feed. but anyways, yeah. I just looked up Mond is a junior. I can't imagine him going to the NFL. No, he he'd be stupid too. Yeah, with the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be in here and the fact that he sucks. Yeah. So uh, he's got to prove something this year. Yeah, for sure. Mississippi State's going to be interesting because be. Mike Leach yeah. is no joke, right? Yeah. And what he did with uh, you know, whatever the mustache guy, redneck kid from who knows where <laughs> in Washington State. Yeah. Like. It doesn't take a lot for him to put together some some good offensive production. So it's going to be interesting now that you know the SEC West is going to be stacked again, regardless of who LSU gets. They've got just all the recruiting power in the world at this point. Uh, going to be another fun year, man. I mean, and there's so many questions as far as quarterbacks. The next senior guy is probably Trask at Florida or Helinski at South Carolina or maybe even Pumley. Like besides that, you don't have a guy you're thinking like this past year. Oh, you have Dick Fromm, you have Tua, you have Joe Burrow. Like there's yep. not that, that dominant quarterback, which is making me I don't know, feel pretty good about how well Knicks did this past season, gro- growing into be having a little bit more control and calling audibles and that kind of stuff that I think will definitely come with time. Uh, one other piece of news, and uh, this one's a little unfortunate um, for me, exciting for Ben, um, but we wanted to let y'all know uh, just ahead of time. Um, and I think there's also going to be a podcast about it um, that Ben, Clint, and uh, Kyle did. Um, but Ben uh, is no longer going to be doing a regular podcast with me uh, for the No Huddle Show. Um, and uh, he'll be still doing some occasionally. Um, he'll probably be my go-to Um whoever my new co-host will be uh, in the future uh, if he if they're not able to make it so uh ben will always still be around he's still doing stuff for the network he's just not going to be as regular on the no huddle show with me uh, so ben anything else you wanted to say about that yeah man it's end of the era i guess but yeah. uh I, you know we came in to start of this thing uh in 2013 right after the national title loss and gus's first year back and my thought then was, you know, who will last longer, me or Gus Malzahn? <laughs> and, uh, you know, thanks to a insane buyout, Gus has won this battle. <laughs> and Sorry, uh, Ben, your buyout's not that good. Nah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, the, the buyout here, uh, the paychecks, I'm going to miss them. But <laughs> the, uh, the time that we've shared has been fantastic. 
And, you know, like you said, I'll still be around. Uh, it's just not going to be a regular thing. I think there's definitely some other talent out here that we can bring in that'll, you know, give a different perspective and not be so biased, maybe. And, you know, e- either way, uh, orange and blue glasses, I hand off to you, sir. And whoever you get to replace me will uh, hopefully wear them with pride. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely uh, make sure that they wear them. because I've got a whole drawer full if you want some more. Perfect. Because that's the only way <laughs> I see life is through orange and blue, and I need my new co-host. So. Absolutely. <laughs> ben, I really do appreciate you being on with me and uh, kind of the transitions from the old shows of past. We're uh, being on here with Kyle, you and I, and Tristan on here, and now just you and I going back. It's always been a good time um, and definitely going to miss the regular stuff, but that's going to make me cherish uh, the the moments that we'll have in the podcast ahead that we'll still um, do every once in a while. So absolutely appreciate you being on here and uh, being my awesome co-host. Uh, ben, before we go, do you want to give me your social media so you can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at b e n k one n g, and you can find me on Twitter as well a j a y j a y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?